You're listening to episode 54 of Sustainable Photography. Today, I've got Melissa Mitchell of Wonderment Creatives with me. She's specialized in helping business owners like you build organic lead generation machines with YouTube. She offers a variety of video services, including helping you produce six months of specifically written, filmed, and targeted videos that will bring you leads on autopilot. Yep, even while you're sleeping. Her goal is to help you take back time in your business by creating simple, repeatable, and sustainable systems that make content creation and lead generation a breeze. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I am so curious about YouTube, so I want to know everything. But first, I want to know more about you and how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm here to give you all the details on YouTube, so don't worry. For anyone listening, my name is Melissa Mitchell. I am the owner of Wanderment Creative. So we are a video marketing agency and coaching business. So basically, I help entrepreneurs create a lead generation system on the back end of their YouTube videos so they can bring in leads on autopilot. That sounds pretty amazing. Yeah, it's such a cool system. And it really lets entrepreneurs, online coaches, service providers really step away from that time lock where they're constantly chasing the leads and they can really just have evergreen leads come to them even when they're sleeping. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And on the topic of sustainability, that sounds pretty sustainable to me. Yeah, absolutely. You can't control those algorithms, right? So it's nice to have something that works for you constantly. Yeah. Except for that. What do you consider a sustainable business? Yeah, I would say a sustainable business is something that you can rely on and you're not trying to reinvent the wheel every single time. So within my video lead machine method, which is my signature method that I teach, the whole thing is around sustainable, simple, and repeatable. That's kind of my little mantra that I want people to know because it's really what we all want in our businesses, right? Is something simple, something easy to execute, something that's scalable, repeatable, and sustainable, like you said. So I love that that's a question that you brought up because I see so many entrepreneurs chasing the algorithms, like I mentioned, and trying to find the new strategy that's going to somewhat work. And they're just constantly reinventing their businesses over and over and over again. And I think it's because we see so many different messages like TikTok is now where you should be, or Facebook is where you should be, or Instagram, right? It seems like it's never ending. And so my goal is really to create sustainable businesses for people so that they can have leads coming into their business, you know, automatically on autopilot, they're creating content in a really simple and sustainable way that's then allowed to be repurposed. So they're saving time and still hitting all of those, you know, social media platforms that we all know we need to be on, but it's not taking all their time because creating endless content, you know, that sucks up all of our time as entrepreneurs. Yeah, it does take a lot of time, but there's still algorithms involved in YouTube or how does that work? There is. Yeah. So YouTube's actually a search engine. It's not a social media platform, which a lot of people kind of get confused by. So it's actually owned by Google. So, which makes it the second largest search engine in the world. So basically when you're creating content, it's not being stuck in an algorithm like Instagram or Facebook, where it's kind of being buried by the feed, right? When you keep scrolling, 
with YouTube, it's just like Google. When you have a problem, you know, a lot of people go to Google or they go to YouTube and they search like how to something. So for your audience, it might be, you know, how to prepare for a photo shoot. That may be a very popular one, right? A lot of people are concerned of what they wear, how do they do their hair, you know, what makeup do they put on for photos, that kind of thing. So people are constantly searching that. And so the power of YouTube is that when you create content around those search terms, your information, your videos are going to populate for those people and you're going to be found organically and your video is going to work like that over and over and over again. It's not going to just work for a day or a month. It's going to work for you for years and years. That sounds pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much a gold mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. But what about for photographers? You know, your average photographer just how can it work for them? Because it's different when you work for a business or for someone who's, you know, actively searching something like, how, how can I show up on YouTube? But yeah, do you have any thoughts about photography and specifically? Yeah, I think photography is a great niche for YouTube, especially when it comes to like that sustainability that you talked about. Because as a photographer, right, when you're getting started, you're trading your time for money a lot of the time, right? So you're going to do a photo shoot for, you know, four hours and you get X amount of money in return. The power of YouTube is it opens up a lot of other money and revenue sources for you as well. So you're not only going to create content that's going to bring you in leads and hopefully, you know, have more paying photography clients, but then you can also think of how can I expand my business to really get away from that trading time for money? And you can think about, is there affiliates that I can be a part of that I can talk about on my YouTube channel? Maybe it's editing software that you use, or maybe it's clothing box subscription that you tell your clients to use, you know, all those things like really think outside the box. And so that's an extra revenue source for you. And then you can think of partnerships again with different softwares and different things that you can use that you can talk about or recommend to your clients it can be another source for you. So there's just a lot of different ways that you can kind of open it up. Even selling, I've seen photographers on YouTube sell and presets. Is that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like um, for Lightroom, things like that. So there's so many different things you could do. Create your own presets, create your own social media templates that your photos go into, right? Like you can expand so many different things. And then with the power of YouTube, because it's that search algorithm, you can kind of bring in that audience to sell all those different things. So it's a really good tool to help you scale. And then at the base of it, of course, you're creating that lead machine that's going to bring you in clients. I would say for photographers, just really think about when a client first comes to you, especially for their first photography shoot, like I remember my first shoot ever, when I first started my business, I was so nervous, right? And I had so many questions like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pose? Or, you know, what clothes do I wear? What clothes are going to make me look skinny on camera, right? We all have this as, as women or like, what makeup is going to not do that weird white cast in photos? And, you know, should I hire a professional makeup artist? Or what props do I need? Like all these different things. Or how do I use my photos after? right? That's a big question a lot of times. So all of those different things, think about all of the problems or the fears that your potential client's going to have when working with you and create video content around it. So that's the very first thing I would say for all the photographers listening, like just start really writing all those things down and think about how you can create video content around it to bring people in. Mm, so yeah. So you think that would actually help you book the clients to begin with? Like it's a good way to get found or is it something that people are only searching for once they know like, oh, now I need a photographer. Because I think that's what a lot of people use Instagram for, for example, like they're just talking, sharing their photos. And then people kind of get the idea like, oh, maybe I should get have my photos taken as well. Can it work like that? Like to get found to kind of 
start the idea of it's time for a fun family shoot or something like that? Absolutely. I think it definitely can be found just because it is owned by Google. So especially if you use your local area, so you could say, you know, the best, you could even say like best photography locations in, and then your area. And, you know, people are probably searching for that. Right. And then your name pops up, they watch your video, they see your local, they click on it. Right. And it becomes this whole kind of funnel. Yeah. And that's where really creating that sales machine on the back end, which is what I specialize in is so important because finding your video and clicking on it is only half the equation. Right. But then we need to say, how are we going to get them off of YouTube and get them to be a lead for you? Right. So that's the second half of the equation. So I think that's kind of a really cool strategy. And then the other thing is that once you create that one YouTube video, it's not just staying on YouTube, right? We're also wanting to utilize the power of Instagram, like you said, and Facebook and whatever other platform you're on. So we would really create those little snippets and put those on your other social platforms so that, you know, if someone is searching for a photographer on Instagram, your content is still being found. And it's just that you didn't have to repeat the process by creating a whole new piece of content. You're just creating mm. one and then repurposing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was going to be my next question. This must take a lot of time. I'm just thinking when I do my podcast, you know, you have to do the research and then you have to do the recording and editing. But then again, it does make it easier to post on Instagram, but I am curious how much time does it take? Yeah. So I think it very much depends on, you know, where you're at in your video journey, if you're, how comfortable you are on camera and those sorts of things. But with my system, I always say that once you have it down, you can create video content, a whole month's worth of video content in two hours. What? How is that even possible? It all comes down to systems and it all comes down to batching. So I'm a huge believer in batching. So I teach you how to batch, you know, 12 videos, 26 videos at a time so that you're doing all your keyword research at one time. Then you're doing all of your script writing at one time. You're recording it all at one time, editing it all at one time. So it really kind of takes that back and forth out of the picture. Wow. Okay. I have been curious about using YouTube and putting my podcast on YouTube and you make it sound so easy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. October 31st will be the first day of the new mini course, Create Your Best Year Yet. We'll be looking back on this year and creating a plan for 2023 that will help you to do more of what you want to do and less of what you don't want to do. Chances are high that you could be making more money and being less busy than what you are today. So go to ingvelkolnes.com slash best year to sign up now. It's only $47 and there are limited places since this will be a live course with daily coaching calls. I want to know more about repurposing and how much time I can save and how you can actually put that into your business and put it to work. Because I know a lot of photographers, I'm going to go back to Instagram because I know that most photographers are on Instagram and they spend a lot of time on Instagram, like finding out what to post and creating the posts and doing all the things. And how can this help save time? Mm -hmm. So like I said, you're creating that one YouTube video, right? And it's because it's a longer form piece of content, it can be repurposed into up to 26 little pieces of content, which is pretty crazy. So if we're going to use Instagram, for example, so you have your larger YouTube video and then you think, okay, so Instagram has Instagram stories. It has reels. It has carousel posts. It has just normal feed posts. So those are kind of the main four. So then you would just think in your video, right? Okay, so how many points in my video could be snipped down into small little bits? 
And usually videos kind of follow the same kind of cadence of, you know, point one, point two, point three, or tip one, tip that kind of thing. So you would say, if you have three tips, that's three Instagram stories, three Instagram reels, three Instagram posts, and you could even make three separate carousel posts where you kind of go through each point. So it's just like, how can you break down the video into the most content possible? And usually for clients, I'll have anywhere from 10 to 12 additional pieces of content, again, depending on their platforms that I can utilize and put out just from that one YouTube video. And do you plan this out beforehand or afterwards? So usually it's beforehand. I always like to say that you plan before you press record. That's going to give you the best optimization, make sure you're hitting all the points. And that way you can also kind of structure your videos to say, okay, when I'm recording this, you know, these are the points that I'm going to break out for Instagram. Mm. But, you know, if you have old video content too, like as a photographer, or you've done podcasts like this, even for example, you could break this podcast down because we're recording it. Also, you can break it down into multiple little points and put it onto your channels as well. Okay. That is definitely interesting. So it doesn't have to be a long video. No, not necessarily. Right. Sometimes your videos will range, you know, anywhere from three minutes all the way up to like 20 minutes, just kind of depends on the topic that you're talking about. So your content amount from that is going to vary. Right. So if you have a three minute video, you might not have as many tips to pull out as if you had a 20 minute video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does seem very interesting. And I'm sure the listener is finding this very interesting as well. So how can they get started? Like (laughs) where to begin? Yeah. So where to begin? I definitely, what I said about, you know, brainstorming that list, that's really going to start to generate some ideas. And even you can like pull your audience and say, you know, when you first did your first photo shoot, what were your feelings around it? Or what concerns did you have? Or what questions do you have? And then you could pull your existing audience, maybe of your clients and just say, you know, if I could answer any questions for you about my process or, you know, how the editing works or anything like that, what questions did you have? And that's also going to give them a really great kind of idea bank. Mm. And then from there, definitely start recording, start practicing on camera. In my free Facebook group, I have a mini course where it'll teach you how to use your iPhone to create your very first YouTube video. So that could be really fun for everyone in the audience here to check out. And you guys are all photographers, so you're going to be a mile ahead. You obviously have professional cameras to use. So that's going to change the game. You might not need to use your iPhone, but it is a really nice option because I know sometimes, you know, you just want to get it done really quickly and you don't want to have to worry with all the tech. So definitely check that out. I'll make sure to give you the link for that one. Yeah. For photographers, I'm seeing again and again that going from taking photos and sharing photos to getting into video, that can be a real challenge. And they're assisting often creating reels and that kind of stuff. Maybe you can say something as to why you love video and why you think it's a good idea to go down that route. Yeah. So video, they say it's the king of all content. I like to call it the queen of all content because, you know, we're females, (laughs) but it really does fast track that no like and trust factor. And it really just warms up your audience and gets them to know your personality. And it really helps boost every algorithm. Like we see every platform really moving towards video. We see TikToks taken over a lot, short form video, Instagram reels are trying to copy that. TikToks now trying to copy YouTube with the extra long captions and the search engine capabilities there. So really every platform is trying to compete for video attention. So in 2022, moving into 2023, video is definitely where you need to be spending the most of your time. 
you know, photos go along with that too, because we all need good photos for our websites and for our social media, you know, all of that stuff. But having that video content to accompany it is so important. Mm. And since there are so many options, I mean, you mentioned you can use your phone, you can use so many different platforms from TikTok to Instagram and YouTube. So you must see some mistakes, like something people do to mess it up. Can you give some examples? Yeah. So mess up their video or their YouTube channels? Both. Both? (laughs) (laughs) So I would say with video, like creating videos itself, I think the biggest mistake people make are being too scared to make a mistake, honestly, because people think, especially probably from the photographer world, because you're so used to creating amazing pictures and you're probably very critical on the photos that you provide to your clients. Right. And so I think the biggest mistake would be to use that same perfectionism in your videos because authentic and real is what video content is all about these days. Like we see it in Instagram reels. We see it in TikTok, We see it in YouTube, like the really polished professional videos aren't actually doing as well as the kind of raw, like somewhat unedited content. So I would say, you know, try not to be too perfect and really just press record and try to get better with every upload. Because if we try to like hold ourselves back by saying, oh, well, my voice sounded funny in that, or the editing wasn't very good, or someone walking in the background or whatever it may be, that's what's going to hold us back the most from getting seen. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of people can, because I think that's a part of what we do as photographers. We just want to make sure that everything looks so pretty and that we're so used to having that, like everyone has to be happy uh, feeling and message coming in. You know, a client sees something like, oh, I'm not really happy with that. So that's going to be a real hurdle, I think, to work with because, yeah, perfectionism can be very real. Yeah, for sure. And I think especially, like you said, in this niche, for sure, because you are creating such perfect images. Yeah, but you're also right when it comes to the fact that when you see someone doing video, those are always the people that you feel you know the best and that you want to know even better and that you trust more and you want to work with. So yeah, it is really important to maybe just leave that perfectionism behind and just do it anyway. Absolutely. And even for photographers too, which is really cool, is it can kind of expedite your onboarding process too, because there's probably a lot of information you send out to your clients before a shoot that you could maybe automate with video. Like you could create a video and say, okay, this is what's going to happen. And people nowadays are so used to video that they take in that information a lot easier and a lot faster. So if you could create like two or three little videos of what to expect before your shoot, you're not repeating yourself over and over again on the phone or however you're talking to your clients. And it creates a higher level experience for them as well. Mm, Yeah, that's very true. I say something kind of like that when it comes to in my mentor program where I talk about giving your clients information because something that I hear often is, oh, but I've told them, I've told them already. It's there and there. And it's like, yeah, but they're still not doing it. So you need to tell them in a different way. And I suggest, what about video? And doing something like this where you also add that to your YouTube channel that would be like a, cause you'll do many things with one piece of information. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really creating a sustainable business, right? The more you can get out of one thing you do, the better, right? We don't want to be glued to our laptops all the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Go to ingvillekolnes.com slash best year to sign up to the new mini course series. 
you'll get daily videos and assignments right into your inbox. And if you want to attend our live daily coaching calls, you can do that as well. We'll do fun things like creating your dream board, setting goals and planning out the next year. This will set you up for making 2023 your best year yet. So what about YouTube and some common mistakes you see there? Yeah. So one thing with YouTube is the biggest mistake I think is that clients or people creating content on YouTube will create the content first and then try to do the keyword research after and plug it into YouTube, but it actually should be the other way around. So we really want to make sure we're doing that planning and that research up front so that we know what people are searching for, what your audience wants, and then create the content based off that. Mm, yeah, that sounds like a much better idea. Yeah, I would see how that would save a lot of time because this is also something that I see all the time. Photographers and probably other business owners in general as well, we're so used to that, like we have to stay busy, we have to do something. And that becomes more important than to do the things that will actually make a difference. And I see that, I think that this is one of those places where that would be very real. Like it's more important to do something than to do something that actually gets you clients or that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work. And like you said, every business owner probably feels this way. And so it's really thinking about what can I do that's going to make things as simple as possible, but it's going to make the biggest impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how long have you been doing uh, YouTube for? So it's been about two and a half years, almost almost three years now, I guess. Mm, cool. Okay. So can you say something that you've learned, like something you didn't know when you started that you wish you knew or some of your mistakes? Yeah. So I think one of my biggest mistakes that I wish I would have learned when I first was doing it is when you're creating the back end of you know the sales machine and getting people off of YouTube onto your email list or whatever the strategy is that you have is to really create one solid strategy instead of multiple lead magnets or freebies. Because I see that happen a lot and it was something I did too. Me too. Yeah. I think it happens right a lot where again, we're trying to make things more complicated. We want to be busy. So we create all of these things. We create like a checklist and a PDF and a video series and this and this. And then what happens is when your YouTube channel starts to scale, you now have all these automations and all of these things running. And it's really hard to update the links in all of them and keep them all track of them all. And so I would say that's like the biggest mistake I made in my channel is just having way too many lead magnets, way too many freebies. So now when I'm coaching clients and when I'm working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I really want to make sure like, okay, what's your solid strategy? And let's pick one or two that we can really focus on and create that sales funnel for you instead of trying to manage 10 different things. Mm, yeah, that is a good idea. And yeah, I made that mistake too when I was starting out. My coach at the time, she was like, you just need one freebie. And I was like, that's not possible. I need, I need many. <laughs> and I made so many. And I'm still struggling with this today because they're all over the place and it's really hard to stay on track and to yeah use them in the best possible way. But that did remind me of something that I'm wondering. Do you need to have an email list to be successful with YouTube? So you don't need it. I would definitely recommend it because it is such a great way to build your email list. And having something that you own, like an email list is very important just so that in case, you know, any social media platform shuts down, we have something that we own, but there's lots of different strategies that I've seen throughout the years of 
how to make it work if you don't. But, you know, it is something that I would recommend starting even if you didn't have it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I just know that for photographers in general, that's probably going to be a little bit of a hurdle. Like, oh no, another thing. But yeah, having an email list, that is such a good idea. Because what if something were to happen with your Instagram account and you're like, okay, I just lost all the followers I've spent the last three years building. So with an email list, they're yours, basically. You can email them when you want to. Exactly. And it really goes back to that sustainable piece too, right? Like if you have something that you own and you decide to move away from photography or move on to something else or expand your business, you still have that piece that you can bring over with you and you're not starting from scratch again. So that's super important to think about as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so true. So when it comes to your YouTube and your marketing and your teaching, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to share about YouTube and why do you care so much about it? Yeah. So when I first started my business, I was actually, I went to college for branding and communications is what I went to college for. So I first started my business doing branding and social media because it's what I knew. And I kind of started doing that. And I quickly, quickly realized that I didn't like social media management. I didn't like managing people's social media and branding was just getting way too taxing on me. So I decided that what is the biggest problem that all of my social media clients are facing? And for every single one of them, it was content. And like, they couldn't figure out how to create enough content. They were busy um, business owners, sorry. They didn't have time. And I was constantly hounding them like, hey, can I get photos? Or, hey, can I get this? And it just made my job a lot harder. Yeah. And so I just decided like, what could I do that's going to give them the most content in the least amount of time? And that's kind of when I started fiddling around with video and came across YouTube and really just saw the power of YouTube and how it not only creates so much content for them, but it also can bring them in leads, can build their email list, like so many things, like all the things. And so I really started diving into that and took lots of mentorship programs, got coached by one of the biggest YouTube kind of experts in the game. Yeah. And then just kind of saw the power that it has for my clients. And I've seen amazing clients successes. Like one of my clients, he surpassed his revenue goals for 2022 in the first four months of working with me just from his YouTube leads. Oh, wow. So that was pretty crazy. Also saw another client of mine who came to me. He was under a thousand subscribers and his goal was to reach past the thousand subscribers. And we did it in less than three months. And he's at like a thousand fifty now, which is pretty crazy. And that was just from auditing his existing channel and kind of making some tweaks. So there's so much power that can be had in YouTube. And when I see the effects that it does on a client's business, it just brings me so much joy because they don't have to feel like they're constantly cold messaging people or trying to figure out what content to create. They have a system in place and it's repeatable that they can just continue to do over and over again. Yeah. It sounds very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you could recommend something to build a sustainable business, what would you say? I would say definitely having systems in place. I think that was the biggest game changer for me, even when I was first starting my YouTube channel and first starting my coaching and helping clients with this was I didn't have my framework in place yet. And it made things a lot more difficult because you feel like you have a million things to do, but there's no system to follow to make it easy. Mm -hmm. And so I think once I figured out what that system was and had begun to teach it to people, that's, I think the biggest game changer is that 
there is something to follow and it's very step-by-step. And once you follow this system, you will get success. So it makes it so much more sustainable. Mm, That makes so much sense. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Melissa. This has been so eye-opening and YouTube sounds like a lot of fun and I definitely want to know more. So where can I and the listeners go to learn more from you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously my YouTube channel, (laughs) it's just Wanderment Creative. You can search it in just the YouTube search bar. And then also Instagram. I would love to, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and recording, send me a DM on Instagram at Wanderment Creative. Let me know that you listened and we can definitely chat more. And then I also have a awesome four-day free live training happening October 10th to 13th. So we're going to learn, again, the three-day workshop on how to create your first YouTube video using your phone. And then also uh, you'll learn how to feel comfortable on camera on there as well. It's an extra little bonus. And then you'll also learn my three-phase system to the video lead machine method to help you get started with YouTube. Oh, perfect. I'm going to link to all of those in the show notes. And I think that bonus on getting or feeling comfortable on camera, that is something every photographer needs. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Hey, you're probably telling your clients on the other side of the camera, like, it's okay, be comfortable. But when the roles are reversed, it gets a little tricky, right? Yep. That's how it is. So that is perfect. I can't wait to check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. And I hope that, you know, everybody learned something and feels a little bit more confident with the idea of YouTube. And that really the cool thing about YouTube is that it can really be plugged into whatever marketing system you have happening at the moment. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. It really is something you can just plug in. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.